0: Welcome to By Design, where we offer
1: encouragement for you in your home and your soul. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette, and we're excited to be here today. I have a million things I want to tell you. Uh, but first, I want to send you over to our website. It's bydesignpodcast.com. We would love it if you would subscribe and follow along with us and just grow more in your faith. And um, we want to help you find ways to make your homes beautiful and give you ideas in the design world. And so
0: absolutely be part of our by design community so
1: yep i have been working on some stuff in my house have you by the way um so what happens at my house is i will look and see dust all over my entertainment center and my tv and i will leave it there and then i will go patch drywall (laughs) paint things like that's what i want to do i want to paint and patch drywall and sand and then i never want to clean my baseboards i don't clean my showers oh no i I do the weird things like yeah yeah, yeah. no, I, I do I have a dry actually to design, not to clean. So I right.
0: sometimes I need well, to Well and if you're doing drywall, you're just gonna create more dust. So there you go. And it's hook. still there,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I love that I'm married to a man that sometimes as we renovate, we've like cut holes in walls. Yeah. As he's using this like tool, this knife like electric knife, I don't know this what you This Yep. <laughs> it cuts through the wall, and he has me stand there with a vacuum cleaner and suck the dust. Oh, yeah. No, my
0: husband does the same. As it cuts. Yes. No, okay? we do
1: the same. It's He's awesome. I know. He's a genius. Yeah. And he likes things nice and tidy. I will sand things. Oh, I love it. And paint things while the appliances aren't covered, the dust is all... It's just like we are these two different animals. That's okay. Anyway, so someday soon, I'm going to be sharing what I've been doing. I've been painting some things. Like furniture pieces? No walls. <gasps> walls where? Yeah, we decided to. I have this one wall of frames that's kind of been a disaster yeah. that I've never finished. The one above your couch? No. no. on the other wall. It's this other wall of these big frames that I had. Yeah. Anyway, we painted it iron ore. Oh. <gasps> because I want We're going to plank Ooh. it uh, with wood, like horizontal mm. planks that are also going to be Love really it. dark. We have kind of like a modern We have some modern furniture in our yeah. house. Like um, mid-century
0: modern. Kind of. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so. Just this this dark contrast with our white. It's just us. It's gonna be gorgeous. So I'm excited to share that. And we also ripped down all of the the um, potty border, which oh, is oh no, in really? our dining room we had it's gone. It was this dining room that um, we don't really use as a dining room because it's kind of in an awkward spot. But they had um, a wallpaper border. Yeah, we've lived with it for four years because we haven't got to it yet. But of poopers. Yeah. It's outhouses. basically outhouses in their dining room, a wallpaper of outhouses. That's awesome. So like when they would eat dinner, you know, there would be toilets. That's what I
0: like to be thinking of when I'm eating dinner. It
1: really creates an environment, but it's an old farmhouse. <laughs> we actually have a working double, double seater, a double seated yeah, outhouse. So like we could go out there together if we wanted to. Side Can by we, side You know what There's let's, two holes Let's
0: take our Let's take our next By design photo shoot <laughs> In the double seated outhouse <laughs> Seriously <laughs> It'd know. be so funny
1: Oh it's so gross But it's funny Because we have people Come to work in our yard And do things And they like use it Oh my gosh <laughs> Yeah We are from, One of our friend's kids Like told she wanted to use it This little girl oh, I love it She was so excited
0: Can you use your
1: <laughs> I love it It's so gross Anyway we ripped that wallpaper down Wow and we painted in there Just ah, a light gray Just pretty I know Oh I can't wait I'm so excited Anyway Some pictures will be coming That's awesome
0: And that's like simple Like it's As far as Just like repainting And planking like, It's helped so much though yeah. Just in
1: our house Feeling more clean And more Absolutely. Purposeful Absolutely A fresh
0: coat of paint Always makes things Just feel So much better yeah. Well I was excited Because I actually Didn't tell my husband Because of the same reasons He doesn't trust me Painting Mm-hmm. alone he's always like, just wait for me just wait for me because he's okay I'm gonna call it. he's a control freak <laughs> so right, he yeah, likes yeah. it done right and I'm a good enough girl and he knows that mm-hmm. and I know that so I generally would rather him do things too because yeah but I enjoy doing some projects so I um I told other people that I was doing this project so <laughs> oh, I just no, closed back to him no no oh. I didn't I, I all of a sudden texted him one day said want to see what I'm doing and it was right before Christmas because, you know, I had nothing else. You know, I was just, uh-huh. I, that was the thing too. I had so much to do. And yet, you know, it makes sense painting the tile surround around your fireplace. Oh
1: my goodness. Let's share that picture. Yeah, it was so easy. It was so easy. And yeah, you can paint tile it with people. It was done in
0: like four hours. I was done like with drying time, of course, but yeah. like it was so, 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 so easy. It looks a million times better to cover that nasty, ugly tile.
1: Yeah. And, and you painted it just white.
0: Just white, alabaster white, the okay. same as all of my um, other whites in the house that I've been painting.
1: Right. Yeah. If you have tile that you don't love... Absolutely. You get um, a good
0: primer, and you're good to
1: go. Yeah. You can paint it. Um, seriously. Which If now, you one day, you would know you would like to replace it, but you can't just absolutely. throw some paint on it.
0: It costs 40 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, and you're done. Yeah. And it was like an easy... And mm-hmm. I actually, I did, I taped because because it was surrounding the glass, you know, mm-hmm. doors at the fireplace and stuff. So I did, I did, like, Tape. You did it well, I, right. I did. Good job. But it's not perfect. But mm-hmm. he he even said it was great.
1: Good job. I think we should share some pictures too. I remember um, the Nestor. Remember, she painted a years ago around her fireplace, like with a chalkboard paint, and yeah. then she like drew bricks in. It's really cute. It like, there's is all cute. kinds of things you can do. So maybe we'll just share a few inspiration pictures. Absolutely. That, you know? give it's you guys so a little update, a little update. design mojo here. It's awesome.
0: I, so, um, switching gears a little bit. Yeah. We today we thought we could talk about something that you had been really studying in the fall. You were really mm-hmm. kind of entrenched in it.
1: Yeah. I was studying a little bit on the woman at the well. It's some of what I shared with um, the ladies in India when I went on the mission trip there. So the ladies at the um, at the college that we went to, some, most of them were students. Mm. And some of the wives of the... Um, oh, professors? Professors, yeah. Oh. But mostly students, like college wow. students. Um, yeah, it's a different... You know, their culture is very different from ours, but so much of it is the same. Like, yeah. I've heard it said before that um in India it's sort of a shame-based culture mm-hmm. meaning that they you know they have rules and things they have to they, they they really have a high bar set for themselves of um very conservative conservative but like um maybe they're achieving by doing all the good things. Right. But it's really not too different from us. Right. We are we do the same there's thing. so much shame in our culture Absolutely. too. Absolutely. And um you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. That we're not good enough. and Right. you feeling less
0: than and that we'll never be able to achieve enough. We'll, we'll disappoint somebody and that we're just... Right. right. No, I agree. Yeah. We yeah. cover... We maybe... It looks different.
1: It looks a lot different. I mean, women are treated differently in their culture. Right. And, and so, these women, um, you know, they might know the Lord and and know that they're loved. They've been raised and lived in a culture where women are less than men. Yeah. So they carry something along with them that we might not carry. We carry different bits of shame in yeah. our culture. But when you get down to the human heart, same. we're all kind of lacking in the yeah. same ways. You know. I love how we're connected that way. So anyway, um, the story of the woman at the well is in John 4. Um, it's verses 1 through 28. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of um, chapter 4, uh, this is just when the Pharisees has heard, had heard that Jesus was gaining and in discip- in baptizing more disciples than John. Um, so,
0: so Jesus was traveling... Um, so he
1: had to leave Judea and yeah, he going was going to Galilee. Okay, yeah. I love
0: this story because I think it, it, this is the beautiful thing about this story is that a lot of this is the fact that Jesus took the less preferred route by traveling from Judea down to Galilee. And so he it it would be like going through like racially charged areas because he was going to go yeah
1: in the first 3 verses um we see that Jesus is leaving Judea and he's heading back to Galilee and um normally um if you were a Jew you wouldn't go through Samaria right you would go around it um and we can get into that and talk about that a little bit um but one of the first things i wanted to point out like that i found in this in this um, scripture is the pursuing love of God. That's Mm -hmm. one of my main points that just really stuck out to me is, um, you know, the way that Jesus pursues this Samaritan woman. It's like he had a divine appointment with her. So, uh, you know how we were talking about like cultural boundaries, like Jesus is the guy that crosses absolutely completely through those. He wipes those away. And just the fact that
0: women normally
1: would go there in the
0: mornings to Mm -hmm. draw water because of the heat there. And just that, she, she was even outcast from her own people, right? Like she wasn't, she was right. like less than. And so she was even shamed, mm-hmm. you know, by being with the other women there. So like she was there alone and here's Jesus comes, he arrives at a well. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it Jacob's well? Yes. And he uh, goes to draw water and he says, he asks her for a drink, mm-hmm. which that is like,
1: there's so many things that are countercultural so here's he a
0: did. jewish man asking a woman mm-hmm. of unreputable behavior for a sumerian woman of mm-hmm. unreputable behavior for a drink of water
1: right yeah and um but he takes his time right he talks us, this talks with this woman and he engages us this, with this woman and the cool thing about it is that he's doing the same thing for us for each of us he pursues us he wants to engage us no matter what we've done you know what I mean? No matter what we're hiding from, mm. and um,
0: we can't hide it from God. You know what I mean? Right. We like to pretend. Maybe we can hide it well from the people in our in our communities. Maybe we can't. You yeah. know, maybe it's a it's a scar that everybody knows, or maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. And we all feel that unlo- like no one will love me if they truly knew me. I wouldn't. I won't be loved, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's right. fear of man, fear of being a disappointment, mm-hmm. or um, not living up to other people's expectations. They think I'm this person. And if they really knew me, they mm-hmm. he wouldn't love me, you know? But Jesus really does know you. God knows all the things about you. How many hairs are on your head for heaven's sakes, which for a woman is a big deal because I know <laughs> how much hair I lose every day in the shower. Amen. But every day in the shower, uh, every four days in the shower. Right, it's a lot. It's but a, still, it's a then, lot.
1: <laughs> after four days, no wonder all of our hair is falling out. Seriously. But like, just how much he truly does mm-hmm. care
0: and know and that nothing can separate us from his love, like Romans 8.
1: Amen. And think about how far Jesus goes out of his way for us. If if you, uh, like in this culture, when you look at like where Judea is and Samaria is and Galilee is, um, you know, Jesus really took time out of his schedule to go meet with this woman, you know what I mean? And he like, I don't know. I just think that there's time for us with God that he has, mm-hmm. where he wants to sit with us and he's waiting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, This is just a beautiful thing. So anyway, the normal route for the Jews would be to be go around Samaria, which we talked about that because the people in Samaria were considered unclean and unworthy. They were shunned because like years before Samaria had been raided and it was taken over by foreigners. That's what happened when they would raid a, raid a city. They would carry the people away right. to make it their own. Right. Um, so the Jewish religion that was there started getting taken over by foreign gods. And so it was this mix of like Jewish But like The beliefs. Romans
0: were ruling at that time.
1: Yeah. And so the people that were left there, they kind of had this hybrid of like their Jewish faith. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the worship of idols, it got mixed up for them. Um, that's what happens when you kind of... Adapt to the culture. Yeah, when you adapt to the culture, the they kind of bent. And so, the people who were, you know, the true Jews, um, they detested the people of Samaria. Like, they were unclean and unworthy and just, like, fakes. Well, and those, they were and big the, old fakes The true them.
0: Jews at the time were, like, the Pharisees and the... Do you know what I mean? like, yeah. they, they loved their laws and their rules without any heart or grace or... And so, that's where Jesus came. He came and he fulfilled the law and with grace and love yeah. and, and all the things that Jesus did and they didn't realize it yet that no. he is the Messiah you know right. and so this Jewish man mm-hmm. and she says to him you're a Jew I'm a Samaritan why are you asking
1: me for a drink yeah
0: I know I know who you are and right. you're not she one was, of us
1: right she right it was against the culture because normally like they would do everything to avoid those people, right? Right. Um, but that really shows us, like Jesus walking through Samaria, something about people who live differently than us, doesn't yeah. it? Like the ones that we see as outcasts or dirty, who have chosen the wrong ways. Like even people that are like quasi partially religious, and we kind of look down on them. Oh, absolutely. Jesus doesn't avoid them. No. He walks toward them. He reaches out to them. He sits down on the well beside them. He pursues them. Yeah. Just like he pursues us. So even though we might think we're doing all the right things, um, God is still after the people, like, who are maybe got it all wrong. The person next to you that maybe you have a little bit of judgment pronounced on because maybe she's living in sin or maybe whatever. Like, that's the woman he's meeting at the well. Absolutely. So, you know, treat her. You better watch out how you're treating her.
0: I, well, and if we're called to be like Jesus, we should right. be treating them the same way, right? So.
1: Amen. So Jesus did a number of things that were, like, century. Centuries old taboo. Um, He made it a point to walk through Samaria and he made sure he had time alone,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, which was
1: probably not the wisest thing to do in Samaria where you hate these people. You know what I mean? Like he sent his companions off to find food and he spoke to a Samaritan woman. You know, that even is the same with like, as we're talking about, like just kind of the racial divide or the things that we don't even realize that we put on people like that are different than us. Like when going to India, and how different their culture is and there are Muslims and there are Hindus and, you know, mm-hmm. um, and there are Christians. Yeah. But like in our country, like I know that there has been just because of nine eleven and all those things, people mm-hmm. who are Muslims, there's a fear.
0: Absolutely. It, that has
1: kind of been placed upon, um, like in the back of our minds because of the way the stories our media tells. And those are the only stories we hear about the people from that culture. But when I was there... I felt like loved and connected to people that were Muslim or that. They're image bearers. Right. There'd be people walking (laughs) in in. the
0: image of God just like us.
1: Yes. And they are are sweet people. Like what we think. Maybe there are extremists, just like there's extremists in all things, but that does not. And that's, and that, yes, we can call
0: evil evil. There are people that do evil things, but it's not because of the color of their skin or the you know what, I mean? what like, they believe no, yeah these people
1: were like they're far from god no they're, they're like the girls from in Jesus. my backyard you know yeah like, it you was, know it's
0: just that's what divides mm-hmm. us is that they're separated from from god you yeah. know and that we need to go towards they're in the darkness you yeah. know so you can't be mad at the dark for being dark like we tell our boys that like
1: mm.
0: bring the light then bring mm-hmm. the light and make the dark less dark like
1: <laughs> so cool Talking about Jesus again, like he sat down and we said he spoke to a Samaritan, a woman and an adulteress. And like you said, he asked her for a drink. And the crazy thing is, is that the only available vessel to drink from was hers. There's no way a Jew would drink from a contaminated cup. It just was not something they did in their cultures. But Jesus shows us time and again that we've got it all wrong. Mm. So our actions don't make us righteous and neither do our religions only the cleansing blood of Jesus does. So God is also on this pursuing thing I'm talking about. He's also the God of relationship. He wants to get us alone, just like the Samaritan woman. He wants to talk with us and love us. He does not want to shame us. And that's the cool thing. He doesn't accuse and stumble over this woman because of her sin. He asks her questions and draws things out of her, like he's pulling at her heartstrings a bit. But he doesn't spend time dwelling on her sin, um, not the amount of time we'd spend. Mm-mm. You know, he's like, "Oh, so you have had like five husbands?" You know, he calls her out on it, but he doesn't stay there. I know, it's such a different perspective. He doesn't. He dresses her heart. He doesn't want to sit there and shame her for no. it. Sometimes I feel like we want to shame people for their sin. But
0: you've re- you really need this,
1: right? You right? Do you you know what you've done to me? Do you know what you you know? Yeah. It's oh man, it's twisted, and sometimes. You
0: know. We want people to hurt as much as we've hurt. or but you know know
1: what he wants them to find? Yeah, living water. Right, amen. So God's after us, my friends, after our hearts, and he's intentional. He pursues us, but he does it graciously. And so when we sin, whether it's past, present, or future, he wants to meet us at the well to fill us and refresh us and cleanse us. So some of the other things I want to talk about so number one was the pursuing love. The second thing is the living water. Mm. I get excited about this kind of stuff and I get into weird things.
0: Okay, because she would have known when he said living water, because they that that well, mm-hmm. right? Depending mm-hmm. where a well, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Because this is where I need you to help me. So if a well was dug and it was still or stagnant, it was called dead water mm. in the time, right? And so if a well was near like, where it had flowing water through mm-hmm. and bubbling water where it was active. Yeah. Um, that was called living water. And so this was a dead water well. And he said, I'll give you a drink of living water. Oh. And so she would have understood that culturally at the time, mm-hmm. you've got living water? Where? Because there's no other water around here. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. You know that's crazy. Yeah, there's
1: so much to like if you look up and study the bubbling up and the welling up of water. Yeah. I did some reading on that. And there's so much. Yeah. We could talk have a whole conversation oh, about that. So what about this cleansing water, right? What was this Samaritan woman doing at the well anyway? She was going to fill her sister and her jar with water. Because if we get down to the basics of it, like if we keep it simple, like she needs water to drink and to live, just like the rest of us. So water, just by itself, when it's water, it gives us what it gives us life, yeah. right? We need well, our to... bodies are like eighty percent water. That's right. We can't live without it, and it's something that's precious and necessary. Human beings themselves, like we can only live seven days without water. It's a physical need, but as most things in this world, that's the heart that I get weird about is that there's more to it. Um, even just like a glass of water. To us, it might be water in this plastic cup here that I have, Mm -hmm. but it's mirroring a deeper need. And that's the thing, like, God has given us so much in this world that's right in front of us that we don't even realize how it's connected to Him. We've been so long removed and familiarized with things that we don't see the spiritual connection, like, even to water. So, I know you guys are like, what are you talking about? Well,
0: no, but, like, it's necessary.
1: Yeah, I I think when we look at God's hand in creation and history and we begin to tie things together... It tells the whole story and we see them differently. So like the water that we're drinking today, that we're looking for refreshment or just to quench us, I think it will look different after this conversation, or I'm hoping it will, because it's linked to God and our everyday need for like his cleansing, purifying, refreshing, life-giving power. In Genesis 1-2, it says, In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. Over what? Water. The waters, like, and then He separated it, and He made seas and land. In Genesis two, we find that no living thing was yet on the earth because the drinkable water wasn't present. Okay, so this is when we have to use our brains, and I did a little research. So, like at that point in Genesis two, no rain had fallen. Um, at all. No people were on the earth yet. So water came up from the earth. It it was welling up. There's that word welling up and it created streams. And so in Genesis 2, 4, right after that, this is the whole account of the heavens and the earth and when they were created. And when the Lord God made the earth, the heavens, um, but yet no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the whole earth and no plant of the field had yet sprung up for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came Mm. up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Um, And then now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And then in verse 10, a river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and from there it separated into four headwaters. I'm going to totally butcher these because I'm great at pronouncing things. I said the Pishon, the Gihon, you the Tigris. Pishon. Is it Fishon?
0: No, I just, sorry. I just, Pishon?
1: <laughs> Someone, please help me. No. And the Euphrates. I got that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what I was trying to wrap my mind around here is like when you go back to creation, you see that water was there at the beginning. And once God brought the waters up from the earth, That's when he formed man Mm -hmm. out of water and dust. There's like a dash dash in my Bible, like the whole surface of the ground, that's where the water came up and then the Lord God created man. So what's cool is like, we are made from water and dust. right? And that's what the Bible says, like science will tell us that our bodies are 70% water. Right. And so I love when science and God's word prove each other true. Mm. All right. The other awesome thing is that there were those four rivers flowing from the Garden of Eden. Okay? Okay. All right. This is nuts. So have you ever heard that the earth itself is like basically a large terrarium? Do you know what a terrarium is? Yes. It's those little well, gardens that you can make so in a sealed container. So there's plants and soil that you can place inside. And the soil, if you water it, and then you can seal it, there's vapors in there. So the waters from the plants um, in the ground evaporate, and they're caught up on the sides of the container, and then they trickle down. And then they feed and water their plants all over again it's this cycle it's like it's a self-nourishing environment and the earth is just like that which is a big deal so the earth has this thing called a closed system and that's what a terrarium is it means it rarely loses or gains matter okay stay with me so the cool thing is that is a connection in my brain is that the same water that existed on the earth a thousand years ago is the same water that's present today. There's no new matter. It's a law of science. It's called the law of conservation of mass. So no new matter can be created or made, and science proves this. So the water that was there when the spirit hovered over it, I can't help but think that that's the water, all the water that we have today. It keeps us alive even. So the connection that I'm trying to make here is that the same water that was brought up from the earth in Genesis is this this water Uh, that we drink. It's the same water that flowed from the Garden of Eden into those four rivers. It's the same water. And guess what? Science proves it. And our existence is tied to it. So like the thing that blows my mind is I was reading somewhere that someone was saying like, you know, science people were saying, you can tell your kids that the same water that they swim in is the one dinosaurs swam.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, that's awesome. But let's go back further than that. It's the same water at the beginning in the Garden of Eden. It was perfect. Yes. And that's the stuff that we get to drink. That's the mm. stuff that, and it goes through this big cycle, right? In our earth, it falls from the skies, right? but it never, it doesn't come from space. Right. It was here and created from God in the beginning and it just keeps cycling through. Isn't that an amazing connection? That's amazing. But That's we, amazing. we are so used to it. Yeah, I and can't we even never, really
0: get my mind right the put time. We all the pieces together, the...
1: right? But the power and detail of our God is amazing. Now, I, the reason I'm telling you all this is because I think there's a spiritual connection and. Right where we're talking about it in this story about the woman at the well, she's in Samaria, right? And um, that's right by there is the Dead Sea. So right. that's where the two seas are formed there. It's the Jordan River, it's the Sea of Galilee, and the Dead Sea, right? The, the Jordan River flows into two okay. bodies of water. I'm going to believe you on that one. Yeah, I looked it up. Now, the Sea of Galilee is filled with life, and it gives abundance to everything that surrounds it. And But the Dead Sea is like literally dead, Mm -hmm. just like that well you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, there's no life in the waters of the Dead Sea. And surrounding it and the surrounding area is all desert. But the Sea of Galilee, that's the one that's alive. It receives from the Jordan River, but it has an outlet. So it also gives of it. So the water that flows in has a way out. Mm -hmm. The Dead Sea is dead and it's stagnant because it's walled on right. all three sides so the water that flows in nothing can pass through no it doesn't have any way to get out of it so like water that we think f- of living water as the
0: gospel
1: like that's beautiful and it
0: gets yeah. in you it's
1: gotta get out of you it's gotta get out of you and like the process of when water flows down that's when it gets cleaned and it gets rid of like you know um, impurities impurities mm-hmm. and all that and when water sits in the oceans the reason mm-hmm. they're salty is because it's, they're just sitting there yeah there, it's not, it's not trickling down. So that's why we have. It's just, it's just amazing. It, it, there's like a, there's science, and then there's God, and there's a connection. If you God think about it, God created science. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, like life yeah. mimics yeah. the go- the gospel. Absolutely. Truly. So Jesus talks with a Samaritan woman about a living water, a one that you can drink and never thirst again. A water that will become a spring of water mm. that wells up to eternal life, just like an ever flowing freshwater spring. You know, that will give us eternal life. Pretty cool, isn't it? So bubbling up, bubbling over. So water is mm. referenced all over in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I promise there'll be an end to this. I just get excited. About I love it. It's great. The Bible and how it's all tied together. So, um, okay. So even our Jesus, our Savior, he sat on the edge of that well next to this Samaritan woman, and he was contrasting physical water and spiritual water in the book of Exodus in and chap- chapter thirty verse eighteen. In the tabernacle in the Old Testament, Moses was to make a laver of brass and put water in it. And it was to be situated between the tabernacle and the altar. And the priest had to wash their hands and their feet when they right, went into the tabernacle, right. that they die not, right? right. They need to be purified. That right. It was a representation of the cleansing that we would one day receive from the living water. And then in Ezekiel, um, chapter 36 um, it says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new mm-hmm. heart and a new spirit I'll put in you. I will remove from you a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my law. So it's just so many beautiful things like the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the verses about a well watered garden whose spring of, whose, like a spring whose waters never fail. So from the beginning to the end, the Bible talks of this living water. It starts in Genesis, and then it takes us all the way to the end, which is mm. really cool. In Revelations 21, right? 6, he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. to him who is thirsty, mm. I will give to drink without cost from the spring of water. I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Um, in John 7, verses 37, it says, on the last and greatest day of the feast, the feast of the tabernacles. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And by this, he meant the spirit. Whoever believed in him were later to receive the Holy Spirit. So mm. up into that time, the spirit had not yet been given since right. Jesus had not yet been glorified. Anyway, it's just so many things are tied together. Um, one of the things I love is in Isaiah 58, um it, this takes me back like to Samaria. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land mm. and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And I think of that Samaritan woman in that sun-scorched land, you know, <sighs> alone and feeling less than and mm-hmm. no way out. Right? And there she and is. And Jesus
0: met her right there.
1: Yeah. Isn't that just like really cool?
0: That's crazy. It's hard to get my mind around all of that, though. Like it's just hard to believe that the same waters and just the way and just the care, like God knew we needed water, you know, like just the way he's he cares and um, sees it all and has yeah. he, and he's planned it all out beforehand. So here, when he was creating the heavens and the earth, you know, like he's creating it, knowing exactly what's happening from the beginning to the end. You know, like, and, and to know exactly how much and like, it boggles your mind. Right. I mean, it, there has to be a
1: creator. Does there it not? It just points to absolutely yep. amazing. Um, right. So we've talked about water. We've talked about God pursuing us. Um, spirit and truth. And I want to go back to the well where that
0: we're, we're, sweet,
1: broken, shamed Samaritan woman I kind of want to name her.
0: Can <laughs> I, I name know. her Lindsay? I know, right? <laughs> we I, all name her with our names. Like, right. put your name in there for yeah. her. You right. know, because that's us. We are... Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing and we have no way out. I think out.
1: I heard that in a study once. Oh, really? Someone said that I think it, it might have been Lisa Harper. Oh, really? Uh, I think I'd, I love her. I well, it might have been her, but it yeah. Sounds like it would be her because she, she's so sweet. This poor Samaritan woman, she didn't even have a name. And mm. I think she, the person was saying so that you could like put, put your yourself, name in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so. My next point is, is that Jesus wants us to worship in spirit and truth. And this involves a partaking of him and a telling of true things. So the Samaritan lady, she came thirsty, right? Mm -hmm. She was tired probably Mm -hmm. and burnt out and she came hiding. Mm. That's the other thing I want to point out. Um, She went at the sixth hour to the well, which is... Thinking she could avoid all the people. It was noon there, which is like the hottest time when nobody would go to the well. They drew their water in the mornings and the evenings, and this woman was doing her best to avoid everyone. So my guess is that she was probably shamed for her sin and cast out. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was probably living so alone. Isn't that funny how we can do that to one another, though? I know to someone that we've heard has sinned or fallen, yeah. that we so easy alienate them and you know judge them and whisper about them. And
0: maybe we don't even realize we're doing it. And that's the an even scarier thing is that we can do that so off the cuff. Like yeah. just by avoiding eye contact or, you know,
1: like when oh, you're... Right. When you or, when someone is wrong to friend you and you don't even want to look at them and say, hi to not You run into them when you're a target. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you hide. You do your best to right? hide. Right? Like we mm-hmm.
0: all know what that feels like. And yeah. we've been on the other end of it too. We've all been on the other end of it. We're like, I think they were
1: trying to avoid me. Maybe they were trying to hide Right when you knocked on the door. <laughs> we've talked about this. <laughs> well, and that Jesus though, he wants her mm. confession and her repentance um, yes, but he doesn't want to shame her like we do mm. to other people. He doesn't shame her to get her there. He makes a relationship. He talks with her. He sits by her. He opens his heart and his arms to her while she's still in that messy place. Yeah, It's just such an example for us that we should reach out to others Absolutely. in the dark places of their lives and call them back to the living water. You know, like we don't have to shame them for their sin. We just need to give them a big cup of Jesus. And maybe just sit beside them when yeah. no one else will. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? On the other side of that, we don't even have to shame ourselves. We don't have to dwell on our right. sin. Like Jesus didn't. He took care of it all for us yeah. on the cross. So um, God... It is it is finished. God wants us to come to know Him and to know ourselves more. He wants both mm. of those things. So He wants our repentance. But more than that, He wants to know us and for us to know more of Him. So He reaches down through the stigmas of our cultures and the reasons that we feel alienated and alone and unworthy. And he wants to fill us. So this woman, she wanted to hide out. Lynn, you've done some hiding recently. <laughs> Not this kind of hiding, <laughs> as I found out. But anyway, um, she was going to the yes, well at five hours, as as mentioned before. Maybe hiding out in the back of church. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> totally yeah. different story. Totally. But, so this lady, though, um, she did avoid the question that Jesus asked her about where her husband was. Um, he asked, of course, he knew the answer, mm-hmm. but he wanted her to name her sin. So
0: like he said, go get your husband. And yeah. she says, I don't have one. And he's like, you're right.
1: Right. She told the half truth. I have no husband. Mm-hmm. But God didn't leave her there and he won't leave us there either. He will never stop coming after us, nudging us to bring mm. the dark areas of our life Romans to the light. Romans
0: 8, nothing can separate you from the love of
1: Christ. And he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want us to tell the half truth, guys. Mm. um he wants in john four twenty three it says the true worshipers will worship in That's spirit right. and in truth for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks so let's be truth tellers let's tell the truth jesus wants to deal with the secret places of our lives the places that are locked up and sealed tight and the sins that we have mm. that we tell our friends half truths about you know the ones that we don't want to bring into the daylight we all have them
0: like what let's give an example here
1: well for me sometimes it's the movies i watch and things I get lost in, I'm not going to fess up to them. Right. I want to, like, you know, I think we all want to maintain a public posture that somehow we're still good. We're still upright. Even and... though that we all know that sin right. is within us. So, like, we put forth the best. We put our makeup on. We put our clothes on. We make excuses. We get out of our jammies. We comb our hair and brush our teeth so we look beautiful and pretty. But on the inside, sometimes there's there are rotting, Dead. rotting parts still. Yeah. You know? Right. So yeah. What are the things that we could repent? Maybe it's a sin you struggle with. Maybe it's bitterness that you have for someone and you're thinking Man. ugly thoughts. Like our thoughts are our mind. Is right. About is there you. somebody you can't stand? You know what? You need to talk to God Absolutely. about that. He can help you with that. Um, so anyway, let's, let's seek to be worshipers that are mm. worshiping in spirit and in truth, because if you are hiding a deep sin, something that you're holding in the darkness, it's going to hold you back from more of Jesus. Man, Kurt will say it's to like me, a, it's like a rope tied around your foot. You can only go so far exactly. because our sin is holding us back.
0: Like Kurt, Kurt will say to me, and I've heard him say it to the boys too, of we are dragging this into the light and putting a bullet in its head. like yes. we And it's are so freeing once it's dead. It's so scary to kill bring it into the light. That thing that's feasting right? in the darkness, like bring it to the light yeah. and kill it. Yes. Like
1: mm-hmm. we're just pretending like, you know, people who want to, maybe they didn't wait till they were married to have sex, but they want to pretend like they waited till they married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make you righteous if you waited. You know what? Your righteousness is in Christ. Yeah, exactly. I don't care <laughs> that you sin. I want my daughter's purity. Uh, I want to help hold her up to that. We're not saying it's God's pretend. design, but yeah. we're not, like, it's also God's design that we... Um, it's like um, on your drive to church when you guys are screaming at each other in the car. Mm-hmm. and like you want to kill your kids and then you walk in and you see all the people oh. who, and you're like god bless you oh my it's so wonderful to see yeah. don't we worship a good god oh i want gosh. to kill my children like you know what i mean I you're like we harbor things in our heart that we need shut to shut up. up so yeah i know seriously anyway. so uh community there's another thing in this story um i think that we can overcome um some of our shortcomings by being in community. And I know this can be hard. It's like, we have to allow people to come alongside and get close enough to see those ugly places. Mm -hmm. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. It's hard, but it's beautiful and freeing. Um, Like if you look at the example that Jesus gave us in John 13 um, of him, like washing the disciples feet. Oh my God. I love that. Like the funny thing is, is like these men, their souls were washed clean. Mm -hmm. They, they were believers, Mm -hmm. right? So they were clean, truly, but their feet still needed washing. They were dirty with like dust and dirt and grime from because ra- walking the road yeah. is dirty. Yeah, and so so are ours, right? And so we need each other. So Jesus cleanses the disciples' feet. He uses water. Yeah. But he does it as a service, and then he instructs them to go and do the same, to wash one another's feet. Mm. That's community, to help cleanse one another, I think. To get close to it. So like when you're washing someone's feet, you're bent
0: down, you're at their feet where it's smelly. You have to get close to the mess. It involves,
1: yeah, the service. It involves the spirit. It involves truth, right? So uh, uh, we want to challenge you guys to walk a little closer with the women sitting next to you in the ones that are your friends or in your Bible studies, yeah. like washing one another's feet, get close enough and humble enough to let it show. Absolutely. And then like the whole idea we mentioned, like that the woman at the well doesn't have a name. And so I think let's all, fa- we have to find ourselves there at the well of living water. Like the ones that are thirsty, we have to know that we're them still. It's not just the girl, someone else mm. we're thirsty. We need to be filled and we need to partake. So We have to take part of this cleansing um, in order to be refreshed. Like, you can't just watch someone else drink a cup of water and think, man, that's refreshing. Like, we actually have to pick up the cup ourselves and drink it. And take it. We have to step into that pool. It's a choice. And move into it. There is a well of living water that flows into each of us. If you're learning and studying the Word of God, you're putting truth in. And so it needs to flow out. Like, that's how we grow. Mm. You don't grow by filling yourself up. You grow by... That's when you become stagnant. Right. you've gotta pour it out. You
0: gotta pour it out. So it's funny it was, I, I, I just had this conversation with a girl, and she was saying how she just feels like she's lost her joy and lost. like she's just struggling. and hmm. um, it was funny. part of it, my friend looked at her and said, it's because you've stopped surfing. Mm-hmm. You've pulled out of so many things to finish one thing, which is okay, there might be a time for that, but now now it's over. And you're right. and you're seasoned. not yeah, yeah. and it, it, serving is, you know, loving the people and being out there, you know, when you completely retreat and you're not around image bearers. Right. Believers or unbelievers, you're
1: So are we living stagnant? up. Are we living stagnant or are we like ourselves a spring of living water? Like yeah. do, are we sharing our faith? Um, are we it's supposed to be something that flows endlessly from our heart? Like the Samaritan woman, like it's, I love this picture. Like she came to the well, like hiding Mm -hmm. and quiet Mm -hmm. and alone. And then she met Jesus and she left running Mm. and sharing and speaking to others. And like, she even left her jar. Yeah, I read that in somebody else's like Bible study, like her precious jar. She came to fill up for like physical water, like something she needed maybe for cleaning or cooking or drinking. I don't know, but she didn't even bother with it after her soul was cleansed and filled. Like she She had living water. But that's what happens when we have an encounter Mm. with Jesus, right? You talked about this. You spoke about this recently. Mm -hmm. Like we're changed and we, so I, I think this is a wake up for us. You know, let's remember that Jesus pursues us. Let's not forget to partake of the living water. Like there's a well that will never run dry and it's free and available. And it's what our souls need. Mm. we think we need this earthly water like we do right right but spiritual water like we need to drink our weight in water Mm -hmm. um like we need to take the same amount in for our souls yeah absolutely so they don't shrivel up and die right so let's repent and quit hiding and like Mm -hmm. worship in spirit and truth yeah souls again and let's wash one another's feet in community like, I have to restudy and rethink these things every day.
0: Oh, no. So, and that's the thing, though. We need to be reminded more than instructed, right? So we need to be reminded of these things that we know to be true. And we can take this to the bank. You know, this is right. what we can take. We can take the truth of God's Word. And this is what He's told us. And I believe Amen. it.
1: But, like, think how quickly, you know, tomorrow we'll yeah. forget about this. Exactly. So remind me again. You right. You like, to like, preach gospel to like, yourself
0: over and over and right?
1: over. There's real water. Mm-hmm. And it, it means something more. Yeah, you know, mm. and in one day it talks about in Revelation that there will be this river. Yeah, this living. What was it? It was Revelation, like ooh, twenty-one six, and he Jesus said, or he said to me, "It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, mm. the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life." Um, it's just so,
0: I love it. That's that's like a bookend. You know what I mean? Yeah. from the beginning of Genesis, you know what I mean? Like, that's a perfect
1: bookend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holy there's God. even another river flowing if you find it in Revelation that it talks about. And it's just like, I, I don't want to get into the things of Revelation. I don't have all those answers, <laughs> but I love the picture. And I believe I that it begins and it ends. And there's so much water, I so know. much talk of water in the Bible. So, anyway, you this is made me long. thirsty. I've been, I know, we did have to take a potty break because <laughs> all this, all this fun. water. <laughs> it's so but let's drink our weight in water, Amen. spiritually
0: do it, and give it away. I, I, it's going to be something that we have to kind of sit in, you know, and like think yeah, that through and ask the Holy spirit to reveal to us, because I just think that it is, it's a powerful visual truth that mm-hmm. Jesus has done. So he's awesome.
1: I love it. Thanks for all your work on that. You did like a lot of work. I on that. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, there's probably way more. There's oh no, I love it though. But that's okay. Running, right. Like that's right. Again
0: and again. Let's never stop. Amen. Okay. All right. Bye.